Hi everyone, welcome back to the fifth episode of Career Convos. We're super excited to be here. Today we're going to go back to the basics and talk about resumes because we've got some career fairs coming up. It's spring, graduation is around the season, um, so it's really time to get your resume polished up. Yeah, so there's going to be, I mean, let's focus on the basics today. We'll do just a little bit about every section that you should have. Um, every section, what it should have inside of those sections. Sometimes there's a lot of like small little tips and things like some people get templates off, you know, and then they like the templates mess around with margins or just like super easy like tips and tricks that'll help you out and make you stand out and make you probably even land an internship or just get some more information about the people that are going to be at the career fairs. So we can start from the top, right? Absolutely. Yeah. So straight off the bat, I mean, everybody's going to have a, a name section or like a contact information section. And this information section usually has the person's name at the very top somehow like a little bit bigger in text, like a 14 maybe like versus a 12 for the rest of your body or like uh, maybe just have it bolded at the very top. Um, but I think recently what I've noticed is a lot of people put their contact information in just like one big square block. And it takes like five, six, seven lines off the whole page. And instead of that, it can just be all under one line, like just a city state, uh, you know, your address, your phone number, and then your email. That way, like everything else is still has space for you to talk about throughout the rest. Because I've seen a lot where there's just like blocks or it's just I had recently I seen a template where it was like uh, it was like a block of information that was like all the way in the bottom left corner, just like. Keep your information at the top. I think super simple, maybe one line, two lines, um, nothing crazy. Um, do you have any anything else no, for I the contact information? Yeah. Also, just if you like starting, I know a lot of people like maybe they're on a time frame or something like that. It's better off you just start on a blank slate on um, Google Docs or Microsoft Word versus using a template. We like strongly um, like disregard or tell people just try not to use templates because it implies that you didn't start it yourself. Um, and also like it just messes up with margins and things like mm -hmm. that. Just start on a blank piece of um, paper, I guess you could say. So Exactly. And then mm -hmm. moving down, um, the first section of your resume is typically an education um, unless you're in a, you know, a sort of like trade school related or um, a job market that doesn't require um, like a degree per se, um, if it's just certifications, then um, that might look different. But typically for most resume, especially for college students, um, your education comes first. Um, and you wanna have a, a lot of consistency in how you format it. So for example, if you went to more than one university or if you went to a community college, making sure that the format for all of your education is the same. Typically, the what, what that looks like is the name of the institution, below that, the degree that you're going to be receiving, um, and then either next to it or off to the other side of the page would be your expected graduation date. And here, um, you also have an opportunity if you have a really good GPA that you want to showcase or if you have any sort of honor rolls um, or anything related to your coursework, this is where you can add that. Um, so those would be things like um, any study abroads or any sort of um, 
honor programs, again, those are um, some of the things that you can add under your education. Um, just briefly. Yeah, so there's, I think another thing too is that a lot of students put objective statements and they put like this summary of uh, work experience right above education or like right after mm -hmm. contact information. Like we usually tell people that sometimes it's not really needed because it just takes up space. But however, if you're a graduate student, you probably have a little bit more experience or maybe you're changing your career field or maybe you're changing your, there's like a big change in your life. An objective statement is it's actually a good place for you to explain an irregularity in your resume just so that they're not confused. Maybe sometimes you're not in the workplace for a long time or anything like that. But otherwise, just get straight to the education, I think, um, because it's a lot more valuable. Um, however, the next part would definitely be some sort of like experience. Um, straight off the bat, I, we like to tell, let people know that it doesn't necessarily have to be like this work experience where you get paid it can be anything like from volunteer experience from clubs or organizations or things that you were the leader in or maybe you have a fraternity that you kind of organize or you're a part of or that you've organized an event for or anything I, there's a big misconception of the fact that you have to put things on your resume that you've only gotten paid for and there's probably a lot of things that you've done or or even class projects is another one that I've I had a lot of students have class projects that think that they're like semester long projects where they think they're not like they can count. But they can definitely count like for marketing management. I'm doing one right now where it's a lot of like statistics and mm -hmm. research and analytics. So that's obviously something that can transfer into a workplace. Um, but um, do you want to talk a little bit about like how maybe you should set it up? Yeah, so, experiences, just, again, um, what you want to do is consistency. So similar to the way in Up in Education, we listed the institution and then our degree. Um, the same you want to do with experience to where um, first you want to name um, either your role or the organization. And then directly under that, um, again, either the role or the organization. That really depends. So you can... that may sound a little confusing, but you have a little bit of options there. Um, so you can either first write your role and then below that the name of the organization, or you can write the name of the organization first and then your position title next. Mm -hmm. It's really um, based on preference as long as you have those components there. Um, and then again, you want to add um, the time that you were employed. If you are still working there or if the experience is still going on currently, then instead of putting a end date here, you would just put present or current. Um, if you have experiences in multiple different locations, it's recommended to put the city and the state. Um, but if all of your experience is going to be in the same place, um, then repeating yourself and taking up more space on your resume um, may not be the way to go. Yeah, um, another quick like couple of the little tips too is um you can a lot of people do chronological order um, as far as like the dates or as far as like what they put towards the top you can also do a little bit of, of like a almost like a functional like working style resume i guess where it's more of like what's more relevant um, we usually think that's better uh, most of the time because it just if they have 15 30 seconds especially if you're a career fair they see hundreds or fit you know like 50, 50 uh, 40 students in like a couple of hours it might be better for you to pick your best and like what you feel is like your best experience towards the top 
and have the strongest um, like bullet point or accomplishment statement, however you want to call it, and just put that first, just so that I straight off the bat, they see um, like what you're strong in. Because in a sense, you're basically implying whatever's at the top is the best and then whatever's at the bottom is not as good as the ones that you have towards the top. But you still obviously want them to be good. Um, now, the whole thing about the experience thing is that we don't want the employer or we don't want the person looking at your resume to have to read a paragraph, right? Or we don't want them to see or have to read like this big old block about what you've done or have to just simply read a list of tasks that you've done. Um, like, you know, I've seen a lot of like um, little like just literally lists of everything they've done versus telling me what they've learned or the values or the skills that they've gained out of those experiences. So if you're looking for a way or a surefire way to just kind of structure a bullet point or an accomplishment statement, um, we always think that it's a good idea to just start off with an action verb that relates to the skill that you've learned. Mm -hmm. um, so sometimes it could be advising and it could be guiding. A good one is collaborating. Um, like assisting is kind of like a weak verb that everybody uses. So maybe use a different one that doesn't imply that you were just kind of in the background. So maybe like initiated or created so that it kind of gives that sense of like leadership in a sense. Um, but in a sense, you just want to start off straight off the bat with an action verb so that it tells them the idea or the concept behind that accomplishment statement. And then what you want to do is you want to explain the task or the job duty. So this is kind of like the thing that everybody's comfortable with. Everybody can say that they filed papers or everybody can say that they organized like you know, scheduled events or appointments or things like that but we want to know a little bit more and at this point this is what's gonna pretty much separate you from everybody else and what you're gonna do is you're gonna try to answer a question which it's you're either gonna answer how you did that specific job duty that you're talking about why you were doing it so kind of give a reason behind it or you can tell us the results of you doing that um, job duty or task so numbers would be a good idea to put in here. Sometimes maybe if you're a tutor and your students use tutor 10 to 15 students a week, most of them went from having C's to A's. You would want to talk about that. We want to see results if you're an employer looking at your resume. Or if you schedule an event for two people, it's a lot different than scheduling an event for 100 people or 500 people. So all these things are just small little things that we want to see or we want a uh, we want you to expand on on your um, accomplishment statements or what the employer would want to see. Um, but it, that's just kind of like a structured way of doing it. Obviously, there's different ways, but uh, I feel like that's the easiest way. Usually, too, you can play around with margins here uh, if you wanted to um, kind of like take up more of the space. So it kind of gives you that feel of like, you know, like it's taking up all the paper. Mm -hmm. That's a really good tip, too. Um, also, recently, when I had my mock interviews, a lot of the employers said to keep the accomplishment statements or the bullet points to just one line because as soon as they see that it's two lines, they kind of like already think that it's going to be long. And I was like, whoa, like I didn't think about that. I mm -hmm. thought bullet points would take care of that, but I guess just one line is even better mm -hmm. if you can. So if you got to be a wordsmith and kind of just play around with it, then that's fine. But just keep it straight and to the point. And, um, exactly. Yeah. Um, another thing, too, that might help uh, with career fairs or internships too is make sure that these job duties or these tasks that you're putting are tailored for the job description of the company that you're applying for so perhaps you're applying for a tutoring position and you talk about how you like or you had a position where you were a referee 
somehow don't like incorporate the fact that you were teaching or training or maybe you had to train another like do that um, implications of the similarities between you know whatever job duty you're currently in and whatever job duty you're going to be in mm -hmm. and that's where transferable skills come into play and the job description so that's a little bit of the work experience now um but there's also like additional skills and like things like that so you can talk exactly a bit about so that. um and i think you touched on it briefly in terms mm -hmm. of like class projects um but just more um if you still have room on your resume and you want to um, show that you're well-rounded and you know showcase some of your other involvements there's always um other sections such as leadership community involvement collegiate affiliations awards um, just any sort of other headers that you think are important to highlight. Again, you would follow the same format as um, the experience in that you would list these experiences and talk about them through accomplishment statements, which again is, you know, starting off with an action verb, talking about what task you completed, um, what skills you used to complete that task, and maybe a little bit about either why or how or what was accomplished as a result of you doing that task, um, which sounds like a lot, but though that's the gist of what an accomplishment accomplishment statement does in a few, um, you know, in a, in a something that would be short um, and sweet. And then, um, in addition to that, lastly, um, one of the key characteristics of a resume are also the skills. Um, and I think a lot of people have a um, maybe a wrong understanding of what the skill section has now shifted to. Um, whereas now it's not the transferable skills, it's not the communication, the teamwork, because all that should be included in your accomplishment statements. The skill section is really to highlight the quote unquote hard skills that you may have. These are things like languages, these are things like any um, computer software, or things that are super technical and super specific to a field um, that you're applying to that would be relevant. Yeah, um, another quick thing is, because I know this is like a quick, like super fast overview of like what you should have and what you shouldn't have. Um, I know recently, I don't know if the resumes that we've been looking at, sometimes um, I forget that people think that you should have pictures on your resume you don't need any pictures on your resume because employers there's like a whole pro a bunch of problems that can arise from that um there's also like the fact that sometimes they can't even look at a resume if it has a picture on it because they can't hire based on what you look like so things like that you don't need uh i've seen a lot um things too where um, students put like the year they were born or like the nationality that they they are or just like really things or hobbies too that's like another super common one um, even I had that when I first got here, um, like a hobbies section. They don't need to know about your hobbies, you know, in your resume because in your resume it's like where you show them that you're qualified or not for the position. Um, but things like that you shouldn't really include. Um, for even things like um, like Microsoft Word or whatever, it may not seem like a lot, but if you think about it, you're probably gonna have to use Microsoft Word, Excel, and Access and all those things in your workplace. So if the fact that you have it and you just know it, just might as well put it on there because if you don't, they might assume that you don't actually know those things. So they might just like completely overlook your resume. Um, but as far as additional sections, I think that's pretty much it 
Um, also, just make sure that you have a cover letter and you turn those things in too, especially for career fairs and things like that. Just go out of your way and just be a little um, kind of like just to stand out from everybody else. Um, is there anything else as far as resumes? I think just lastly, thinking about really the purpose of a resume um, is not to land you your job, um, but it's the first step in moving towards your career. Um, so typically when somebody looks at your resume who's going through an entire stack, um, they give your resume about 15 seconds and that seems like very intimidating um, but really what that means is you want to make sure that it's consistent and it's clean so that it catches their eye and you get put into the right pile which afterwards um, will be looked at more deeply um, and considered more seriously it should be an honest representation of your skills your qualifications should be clear concise and targeted to the job that you're applying for um and that's it yeah that's it so we're we're gonna make this podcast because we know that there's like a career fair coming up if in the future um we'll probably like make one that goes more into depth and we'll cover other topics but as far as this make sure you guys get those resumes sharpened up and good luck on uh, all your endeavors (laughs) i guess (laughs) and we will see you on the next one all righty thanks for joining in bye